0: As you know, we have for 16 months <clears throat> been trying to raise two and a half million dollars for the paying off of Hiles Anderson College. This church in the last, talk how long you've been here? <clears throat> Six years. In the last Seven years, this church has, well, we have a rescue mission, an elementary school, one as nice as anybody's, a high school, both the elementary school, high the elementary school is, is longer than a football field, completely carpeted. We have, I guess, about 800 students in our schools this year. We have <coughs> a high school, <coughs> two buildings, each building about the length of a football field, and each building is carpeted throughout. Nice gymnasium, not the prettiest of any high school in the area. But far and away, not the worst. I'd say far, I'd say at least in the upper 50% as far as gymnasium, dressing room facilities are concerned. We have what I think is the most beautiful college campus that I know of anywhere in the world. Our facilities are certainly in the college even bordering on luxury. Not in the dormitories, young ladies, of course. <coughs> but, uh, <clears throat> anyway, we, uh, we have, we own and operate the cemetery. We, uh, we're now, we now own over $12 million in property valuation. Our budget per year for all of our ministries here now is nearing $5 million a year. We take in more money every week than we took in an entire year in 1959. Now, it's a big work. And we've been trying for 16 months to raise two and a half million dollars. Our people have given, and given, and given. Not to this preacher. I was, I got a letter the other day from a church in of Michigan, 250 members, you want me to recommend a pastor. <clears throat> I was very interested to find that his salary is more than mine. And 250 members, the average on Sunday night about what we have in the choir tonight in attendance. Don't, don't misunderstand me. My folks that pay me anything I ask for. Is that right? Amen. Did you believe a half million? Uh, but uh, it's because I refuse to take a big salary. But um, our folks have given and given, sacrificed, <clears throat> and have been glad to do it <coughs> because we now have our own school system where uh, at the age of four a child can enroll in pre-kindergarten and stay in, a, in our own school system until he graduates with a master's degree from Howells Anderson College. We have built, (coughs) building after building, this auditorium in which you're sitting tonight, no doubt about it, has the largest Sunday night attendance of any church in the world. And this is one of the three largest auditoriums, church auditoriums, I understand, in the world. Now, God's been good to us, (coughs) but... (coughs) There's a battle going on in this area against our work. No, I don't mean that people are attacking us. I don't mean that there's a conspiracy on the part of the Presbyterians or the Methodists or the Catholics or the Nazarenes or the Assembly of God or other Baptist churches. I don't mean that. Folks, uh, many folks don't agree with what our stand, but... uh, I do not know of any any other than verbal criticism and I think that is minimal considering the stand we take but there's a there's a satanic attack on this church the lack of which I've never seen in my entire life on a church it might be easy for us to get discouraged but I don't want us to I want us to heed the admonition of our Lord to Joshua who said be strong and of a good courage when Moses sent the spies to the land of Canaan to over or to see over the promised land as they went Moses said to the twelve spies be strong and of good courage when uh, Moses became the leader of the three and a half million Jews he got them all together and he said be strong and of good courage. When Joshua was chosen to succeed Moses, Moses spoke to Joshua, his successor, a young man, and said, Joshua, God is giving you my mantle. He said, be strong and of good courage. When God spoke to Joshua and announced to Joshua that he was going to be Moses' successor and lead the Israelites, across the Jordan River in the promised land God himself spoke to Joshua and said Joshua be strong and of good courage when Ezra was rebuilding the house of God after the captivity in Babylon he gathered all the people together and he said be strong and of good courage twice David said in the Psalms to his people Be strong and of good courage tonight I want to encourage you admonish you in these days when and by the way you mark it down brother the next two months the devil is going to continue to launch every weapon he has in his arsenal against this church I've never seen in my life such obvious satanic opposition you can almost feel it in the atmosphere. But the Vineyard told me when he's been around the country trying to raise money in these churches, that when he preaches everything is fine. When he starts to mention Howles Anderson College and its needs, you can just feel the devil moving in. And the pastors have been amazed at things that start happening when Howells Anderson College is mentioned. They used to be how <coughs> why? Would there be satanic opposition against Hiles Anderson College? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The devil doesn't want a college that believes in patriotism and decency and haircuts and decent-length skirts and obedience and respect for authority and obeying the laws and fights such things as liquor and dope and all the other enemies of decency and purity, and morality, the devil doesn't want that in America, and he'll do everything he can, bless God, to see to it that it doesn't succeed. But thank God the Bible says we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Now, <laughs> don't be surprised, brother. Don't be surprised. I mean, you're in the big leagues now. You're not playing at Wenatchee. You're playing for the Cubs. I'm sorry. You're in the big league. The red. <laughs> let me just tell you a few things. Let me just add it all up, let you hear what, I'm, what, hear what they are. We've had more trouble with the air conditioner since we've started this campaign than any other time in our history, and we've had some air conditioning troubles in our history. More problems. The devil has fought more to try to take this voice through the air conditioning in this building and to put you to sleep or freeze you to death during this campaign than our church has ever known. We've had more trouble with lights going out. PA equipment going out microphones not working in the last few months than our church has ever known we've had more vandalism than our church has ever seen since this all started now we've had to put guards around this building all night for the first time We've had to put guards in the last two or three weeks, had to put guards around the youth center. All night. We have to have guards around the (laughs) secret building over here. All night. Every night. We've had more vandalism than we've had ever or total in the history of our church. we had more legal problems. Not long ago, over here on the other side of Sefer Building, we had um, some y- young people vandalizing our youth buses. One of our mechanics told a fellow who works at the business place over there, he told him, said, <clears throat> so Would you keep your eyes, please, on our buses and try to keep folks away? This man who works over there saw someone around our buses. He went out to get them, send them off, chase them off. The, the, I think a teenage boy, at least he was a young lad. <clears throat> the boy began to run. This fellow pursued him, works at a business place, not, not a member of our church. He pursued him. <clears throat> the boy tried to get away. A train was on the track, sitting still over here on the track with a court, Train here in Turner Park. The boy crawled under the train. When he did, the train started and severed his arm. And now there's a lawsuit against our church. Why? I don't know. Because one of our mechanics told a business place over there to watch our buses. I think for two and a half million dollars. I have no doubt but that, that, that there's nowhere in the world we could lose such a lawsuit. <clears throat> but we have to go to court. We have to have a lawyer. have to pay legal fees. We had some problems a few days ago. All this has happened in the last month. Some of, our, some of the bus kids, teenagers, running off down the Goldblatt's on Sunday morning. Two weeks ago this morning, Three teenagers were leaving the area here. Three of our men told them they couldn't leave. And brought them back. (laughs) Now then we find the parents say that the teenagers were not on our buses. And we thought they were because they're around here with us. And now there's a lawsuit. Now we never had things like this before oh we've had lawsuits to be sure but I mean I've never known in the three years I've been preaching and 28 years I've been pastoring I've never known the attacks from I don't mean that, that there's, there's a, a conspiracy I mean the fact that there never has been as many things that would detract my attention from the two and a half million dollars and detract our church's attention as there has been in the last few weeks, few months. For the vineyard, we've had more bus problems. I've heard you say more about problems and fights than we've ever had. We've had more problems at our house. My house has been broken into and ransacked in the last few months. You say, are you asking for sympathy? Bless God, not on your life. I don't want any sympathy. Man, you look looking at the happiest fellow in the world. I tell you, <laughs> I'm as happy as a mischief fella at a watermelon convention. I, I, you don't get any happier than I am. No. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's just one thing after another, Linda and Cindy, 18 and nearly 16. I came home one night, they were trembling. They'd gone down here on State Street. Linda, and Linda was going to get her senior pictures. And uh, they got out of the car and walked about a half a block to Boaties. And on the way back, some men started pursuing them they began to run. The men began to run. And they, they got in the car just one second before the men got there. The door was locked. They could have been killed or kidnapped or raped just like that. And as they drove off, they were beating on the window trying to get to Lyndon Cindy. When I got home. They were absolutely frightened to death. Never happened before. I mean... Deep, call upon the deep. Every day it seems like, some kind, a lawsuit, or an attack, or a robbery, or vandalism. On and on it goes. I've gotten more angry letters. Not from our people, thank God. We've had more financial problems, though I think we can see the light as far other than this two and a half million. Thursday morning, I was told to call Dr. Hilton. It was an emergency. Picked up the phone. Dr. Hilton said Mr. Salee was killed this morning in a car day. And my first thought was, when will it stop? When will it stop? Before we got him buried. <clears throat> Before he was buried. Yesterday morning. About one o'clock, some hippies who've been bothering us at Hiles Anderson for weeks now came out and burned our bridge down over the little, near the lake there, over the little uh, stream. Our security guards set foot, try to get them. And they got one of our security guards. <clears throat> we he was missing all night long. Took him out to a cornfield. Took a gasoline can, hit him over the head with it, knocked him unconscious. He was unconscious the rest of the night. Didn't even wake up till the rain came and aroused him. He got up and groggy, staggered down to the marathon station on Highway 30. Finally figured out who he was and what he was doing, called the college. Dr. Helton called me said he's safe I said glory to God praise the Lord we thought he was dead maybe being held hostage somewhere didn't even have Mr. Salee's body in the grave yet by the way young girls Howes Anderson students you're, you, you can feel secure you can feel secure our deacons met last night and talked two hours about being sure you've got young ladies are secure. Don't you fret. We're going to take care of you. We've got to have to organize an army and go out there. I'll guarantee you that. <coughs> now, it's been that way just like that all along. This past week, <coughs> 14 things, 14 things have happened this past week. I wrote them down that usually only happen once a year or one of this type a year. Fourteen have happened. Now, why? Why is it happening? Number one, because God's working around here. Every time I see the devil stick his old smutty face up, I say, glory to God listen these churches they're closed tonight you think the devil's there working? no need I mean these churches were where the kids are on dope, never take an attack for decency no need for the devil to work the devil doesn't like Howells Anderson College he doesn't like Hammond Baptist High School he doesn't like him in Baptist grade school. And if he does, we'll change him. I'll find out what he likes and rearrange it so he won't like it. The Bible never tells us to be popular. It says be right. God is working. In the peace of Garden of Eden's garden, <coughs> Satan came because God was there. When the Israelites were marching toward the land of promise, Satan came because God was there. In heaven, before the creation of the world, Satan rebelled because God was there. When Jesus began his ministry on earth, Satan tempted him. Why? Because God was working. We may as well get used to the fact that the more God does here, the less Satan is going to like it. No battles, no victories. That's one reason. Reason number two. God allows sometimes Satan to buffet us to draw us closer together. I think I can say this truthfully. I do not know if our church has ever been as close together as it is tonight. Boy, you talk about a miracle. <laughs> We've got everything here from PhDs all the way down to Brother Sully. <laughs> we got everything here from Mr. Americas all the way down to Fisk. Einstein's down to Billings. We have people here from all over America assembled in this place. Did you know more people move to the Mint region because of the First Baptist Church in heaven than for any other reason? you know more tourists come to heaven because of the First Baptist Church than for any other reason? This morning we had less states represented than we've had in six months on a Sunday morning. We only had 17 states represented here this morning. Now, it's a miracle. This great melting pot of humanity. Everything from PhDs to the bus kids. Everything from people who have some degree of wealth. Down to me. Poverty mingle with wealth. Illiteracy, mingle with scholarship. Simplicity, mingle with profundity. Crudeness, mingle with propriety. (coughs) Littleness, mingle with bigness. Here in this one place, tonight in this room, you just name it, it's here. You just talk about really any type of person, society, uh, type, uh, area of society, or financial standing, or educational background. It's here. And yet, miraculously, God has molded this church into a unit that is as sweet a fellowship and as beautiful a fellowship as you'll find anywhere in the world. Oh, we have our disgruntles. We have our folks who gossip, but bless God, there are not many folks that listen to them. Amen. And they hurt nobody but themselves. That's right. But I am sure of this. I'm sure I've never known, in all of my ministry, the day when this church was as unified as it is tonight. And I've never known a church as unified as this church is. Why? <clears throat> because of problems. They draw folks together. I recall when I was a kid preacher, down in Texas we grew, took a church with 44 people. In six, six years and eight months we had 4,128 people. We had to build. We didn't have, all of our folks were young people. We did not have, we only had one member over 50. The old ladies class was 35 and up. I was 26. we all young couples. We built a new building. Seated 2,500 people. About the size of this building on the lower floor. Maybe not quite as big. or as a big thing. Naturally, <clears throat> I watched over the building program. I forgot one thing. One. I forgot to order any fuses. We came up. <clears throat> we we got we raked and scraped every dime we had. <clears throat> we needed twelve thousand dollars. That was a lot of money for us in those days. Twelve thousand dollars, just a bunch of kids. I didn't have one dime. I wrote a hot check that morning for three hundred dollars and put it in the altar. And that morning, our people, young couples, wrote checks for and put money. $27,000 on the altar that day. One of the biggest victories I'd ever known. Next morning, I got up early. Went down to, to the bank, Garland State Bank, across the, across the shopping center across the street from our church. Wanted to get there early so I could borrow the money and cover my check before it came back in. I told the secretary not to turn the off and end offering in until noon. <clears throat> and so, I um, went down to the shopping center early in the morning. Couldn't believe it. It was full of cars. Full of cars. I thought, what's wrong? Goldblatt's having a sale. What's wrong? Got out of the car, walked up to the bank. It's an hour before the bank was going to open. There's a line from the bank door all the way down past the Oglesby's Jewelers, Plaza Cafeteria, Stern's Lady's Shop, Wyatt's Food Store, Skillern's Drug Store, And I looked and saw an hour before the bank opened, hundreds of my people. And I got in line and waited my time. We stood there for an hour and sang and cried. It made us, drew us closer together. You know it's true. You know it's true. And God wants us to be close together. Yeah, I've told you about this, but I want to hear it myself tonight. I I built a building. Beautiful building. For what money we had, I was the contractor. I drew the plans. The plans consisted of a few lines on a piece of paper. I called a concrete man and said I wanted some pier pier holes. I was a kid, never built a building before in my life. I knew you had to have (laughs) City. <laughs> Sorry about that, uh, Mr. Meyer. I didn't know you had to have a building permit. <laughs> Never heard of one. Nobody tells about this preacher what to do. <clears throat> God gives me my permits. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I... Uh, I was a general contractor. I needed the money. I was the architect. Finished the building. Had the mayor out. He was going to cut the ribbon. He said, before I cut this ribbon, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to say a word about this young pastor. This young man's a brilliant young man. What a brilliant mind that mayor had. He said to Ladies and gentlemen, you don't know this. But he said, Reverend Hiles drew the plans for this building. He was the general contractor. With his own hands, he hung the drywall. And that building is still there. And there's still dozens of four by eight sheets of drywall. Only got one nail holding them up. Those folks don't know it tonight. Those poor little nursery kids overshadowed tonight by one nail holding up an eight, four by eight piece of drywall. He said, why? <laughs> of course I was in a hurry, that's why. God pity these little two nail creatures. Give us some one nailers. <clears throat> he said, what'd you use for taping bed? No beds around my church, boys. We finished that building. The mayor said, Hiles, laid this tile floor. I went down, never had laid tile floor. I got me some goo. (coughs) Black goo. I got me some light tan tile.
1: I put about a quarter inch of black goo across that floor.
0: Later of Time. That's where they got the term chocolate revel.
1: Mayor said, ladies
0: and gentlemen, this young man did this himself. I was standing behind the microphone taking my vows. He said, now, River Hiles, some of us have been talking. We've been looking around the building. Beautiful. He said, Reverend, what kind of heat do you have in this building?
1: I said, heat? Heat? Yes, he said, Reverend,
0: is it, uh, is it, uh, Gas or oil or electric heat? We've had a hard time deciding how it's heated. In front of a thousand people, I said, Heat? (laughs) Heat? Yes, Reverend. What kind of heat? And I said, with all the eloquence of Apollos, William Jennings Bryan, and R.G. Lee, Heat. Heat. Next morning, I got a star drill and a hammer, knocked holes in the walls, and put pipes down the walls, and put little radiant heaters. They call those the house pipes. They're there to this day. In fact, I think recently they may have have put some uh, uh, drywall around them and all of that our people you know my deacons God bless them they could have crucified me and honestly not a court in the land would have indicted them or convicted them and uh, <clears throat> but they didn't do it they said he's our preacher and we're with him and we're for him and all over town folks had laughed about Hiles as a contractor doesn't put any heat in his building Now, God brings these things on us. Or allows them to come. And the Lord wants us to be close together. Now, let me say this. Uh, God wants us, in these trials and battles, God wants us to snuggle up close to each other and love each other like we've never loved each other before. And one of these days, look back on it with sweet memories. And then... I think another reason God is doing it is God wants to, He wants us to see how He's going to get us out of this mess we're in. I'm sure He's going to do it. Thirty years I've served Him. Seems like Satan has tried everything. We had a tornado, or my churches had a tornado that destroyed the building. We had a fire here that destroyed two of our buildings not many years ago. And I won't go on. Listing the things, but for 30 years, it's been one battle after another. Now let me say this, and you know this is true. I'm not really a battler. You know it's true. I love everybody, and you know that. Not a man in the world I don't love. Not a man in the world I'd harm. I'd like to straighten up all the crooked ones. And I hate the devil. And I hate sin. I hate the dirty liquor traffic with a passion. I hate martinias. I hate bloody Marys. I hate wounded Susie's. I hate all of them. I hate the dirty pornographic literature. I hate this adult bookstore down here as much as I hate the devil in hell. And I hate that dirty theater on Calumet Street. And I hate the things that are trying to destroy and wreck and ruin our young people. I hate the dirty, the dirty books that many of our public schools are making our young people have to read. But I don't hate anybody. There's not a man in the world that if he had a flat tonight and I saw him fixing it as I drove home, I'd pray for him. <laughs> huh? I'm honest. But it's it's been worse lately. Now tonight, <clears throat> we're having a little fun because we need to have a little fun. We're laughing tonight because if we don't laugh, we'll cry. And Mike, <clears throat> I just wanted to get you together and let's just roll up our sleeves and say, Bless God, like a preacher said one time on the radio. He said, God met with us last night in our service. Thank God. Hallelujah. He said, God was there in mighty power. Praise the Lord. And the devil, he for us, bless his holy name. Well, um, <laughs> <clears throat> Brother, I'm glad the devil hates the church I pastor. And I'm glad the devil honors us enough by attacking us a little bit. But I want us tonight to stick our tongues out to the old boy and say, Buddy, you just do what you want to do to us. We're going to stay in this battle and we're going to see you licked and we're going to dehorn you before it's all over. Now, we just are. No need to back- backtrack. No need to quit. No need to fret. Sure, we'll get together and bury our dead and cry. Sure, we'll, we'll do it. But while we do it, we'll stand and sing when the battle's over, we shall wear our crown. Sure, we'll go to the cemetery and lay to rest one of our dearest and weep while we do and sing while we weep. Some golden daybreak, Jesus will come. Some golden daybreak, battle's all won. Sit out there last, yesterday. Rain pouring or, or peppering down on the little tent. Dear little widow who's here tonight, sitting over here, heartbroken. Little four-year-old girl, little Tammy, her daddy, gone. Our college students, shaken. Heartbroken in our college having to double or triple, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, what's five times? quintuple or quintuple or five times Ipple or something. Uh, our, our, uh, our security at the college and so forth. And our deacons had to meet last night. But blessed be God, we can have more fun at a funeral than most people can at a wedding. I said yesterday, the worst day, the worst day, the worst day we have here, we'll have more fun than most churches have on their best day. We can stand in the rain. And say goodbye to I, one of our beloved men whom we loved and appreciated and look up to God with a smile on our face and the tears in our eyes and our hearts broken and rejoicing at the same time and say, blessed be God. This old grave is going to open pretty soon Now our Lord's going to return and some golden daybreak Jesus will come. He'll shout the victory, break through the blue, some golden daybreak for me and for you. Now, all I want to say to you tonight, and I'm just talking to you a while, I just want to say don't faint. Say, I said faint, and I was going to say this isn't. and Faint rhymes with faint, so there ain't no time to faint. I'm going to it to the end. <clears throat> no time to faint. Dig on in, boys, and stay with them. We'll stay in the battle. If the going gets rough, we'll just get more ammunition. I mean, we just stay in there, don't faint. This with the house. <laughs> Just discouraged. Look, this is no time to faint. Do you ever notice in time everybody faints? Faints at the wrong time. Do you ever notice that? <laughs> Boy gets the nail in his foot. Comes running in. There's a nail stuck a half inch in his foot. Nail hanging out of his foot. Mama,
1: mama, mama, mama.
0: The dad says to the mother, mother his wife, "You hold the foot and I'll get the pliers and we'll get the nail out." And what does she do? Yeah. <coughs> now you got two patients. Nobody ever faints at the right time. Good night, you're gonna faint, plan it later. No time to faint. It's no time to criticize. It's no time to cause problems within. It's no time to quit giving. It's no time to bicker. It's no time to wag your tongue and, and be critical. No time. It's time to stand up and build good courage and have strength in the Lord. Here comes a mouse across the room. Husband grabs something to get him. Runs across to get the mouse. What happens? Stumbles over the dead body of his wife who just fainted. It's no time to faint. Wave till the mouse is caught. Caught and dead, then faint away. Husband gets his finger in electric fan. Sister's wife, look at there. She goes, Whoo. Honey, don't faint now. Don't faint now. Guy puts a gun in your rib. One move out of you and you're going to have it. What happens? She goes dead away. Dead away. Well, time to faint. <clears throat> you said, don't believe in all this laughing in church. You cry as much as we do, you'd believe, it. You really would. You see, we're in a battle against the devil. We don't come here to have a little ethereal, spooky kind of a so-called worship service. We come here to get strength to go out and live the rest of the week. And uh, the truth is, stay in the battle. Don't faint, Don't quit. See this man right here? <clears throat> Brother Fisk. One day he was called to the hospital for somebody at the point of death. God's man gets in his car. One of the largest of our day. Takes off for St. Margaret's Hospital. Be at folks. Here comes the man of God. He walks in the room.
1: What does he do? Faint. Faint. Right? God's man.
0: Huh? Yes, I knew that. I got my scouts all over the country, boy. <clears throat> Those nuns up there at St. Margaret send me messages every day, boy. What well, goes on? Aren't you glad we can sit here tonight with all the burdens we have to bear and laugh and enjoy as a family? I look out tonight and use see the house. Why do you preach like this? It's occasionally. I don't know why I do. I looked out a while ago and I saw Mrs. Salee like that. That's why. That's why. If you know how many college students we have I don't know how they're going to pay their bills this week. They can come here for a while find out there's a God in heaven and be reminded we're going to stay in the battle and we're not going to turn back, and we're going to stay with it, and we're going to win. If you knew how many people in this room tonight have cancer, it'd break your heart. They need to come somewhere where they find out there's a living God in heaven, and that all the oppression of Satan, no matter how hard it gets or how heavy, heavy the Lord gets, there's victory in Jesus. They need to find that out. Aunt Lou sitting out there, the only boy she's ever had lying a corpse tonight and a smile on her face. Brother, the kind of Christianity I have doesn't make you happy when you feel good. It makes you happy if you feel bad or good. People oftentimes say to me, ask me, how can you take it? I'll tell you how I take it. My happiness is not determined by external conditions. It's by what's right in here. makes me happy. I'm happy when it's sun and happy when it's cloudy. I'm happy when I'm rich. No, I don't know about that. I've never had... I'm happy when I've got money. I'm happy when I got money i am happy when i do not I feel sorry for you people. It's got to be just right. Just right. Somebody said we have two seasons here in Hammond. August and winter. (coughs) You're only happy in August. That's all. August. Don't turn you back. Don't turn you back. You know why? There's no armor in the Bible given for Christians hind parts. No armor. God gives you a breastplate, a helmet, shield, but nothing for the back. And brother, the minute you turn your back and start to run, the devil's got you, he'll get you. There's no armor for the back. None whatsoever. Keep going forward. Keep going forward. No place to stop. I'm going to tell you tonight, probably what I shouldn't tell you, we've had a tough week. All of us have. It's been a cloud hanging over us all week. For a few of us, it's been sort of cloudy for a long time. But I felt like yesterday at the funeral, Our folks would break if we didn't sing some victory songs. I felt like our our church would just crack if we didn't sing victory in Jesus. And I felt like this morning we just sort of needed to get together and love each other. And I think tonight, I felt like tonight we ought to just get together and reaffirm the fact that we're not going to turn back. We're just not going to turn back. No, sir. Brother Vineyard and I have something in common. We come from the greatest state (laughs) that was once the greatest country in the history of the world. Rhode Island. We come from... We come from... uh, Texas. There's a reason. If you, Doctor Rice and I were talking the other day, there's a reason why Texans are a little proud, a little proud, nothing, very proud. You see, Texas was once a country. Really, Texas didn't come to, into the Union. I mean, this is history now. Texas didn't. Texas came to the Union uh, by a treaty. We had our own president. Our own flag. You ask any Texan what the state flower is, he'll tell you. You ask any Texan uh, uh, what the flag is, he'll tell you. I mean, <clears throat> because there's a certain kind of a loyalty. In Texas, we get, we squat for the Star-Spangled Banner and stand up for the eyes of Texas. But anyway... We do enjoy our heritage. We are talking a while ago, down in San Antonio, Texas, to a place called the Alamo. I've been there many times. To a place called the Alamo. They fought and they fought and they fought. And finally, 187 men were left in that little Alamo. There was no way to get out. They decided to discuss whether to surrender or fight to the death. And there was a cripple there that day. It was Bowie, wasn't it? James Bowie. There was a cripple there. They drew a line. And they said, those that want to surrender... Just stay across where you are.
1: Those that want to fight to the death,
0: step across that line. One stepped across. And one by one, they all stepped across. Except James Bowie, and he was an endless cripple. James Bowie looked at the men on the other side of the line, and he said, Carried me across the line. And they took that great old soldier, carried him across the line. They didn't dip their sails. They didn't wave the flag of surrender. They'd rather die than turn back. Amen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. I have a little more hope tonight than I had this time last week. But I'm convinced that by some way we're going to hand a check to the Capuchin Seminary of $2,500,000 in
1: 60
0: days. We have less than a half million right now in cash. Less than a half million. There's two or three things I know tonight. I know I'm saved. I know if I died tonight, I'd go to heaven. Of that I'm sure. I know God called me to be a preacher. I know that. I know God called me to pastor the First Baptist Church of Hammond in 1959. I know that. And I know that God's in this place. You may laugh at us a little bit if you want to. Call us a little bit wild if you want to. You you can say <clears throat> Hiles worshipers if you want say, say what you want to say. But how are you going to count for all the dope heads that came here and got on their face before God and now are decent citizens? Amen. How are you gonna count for the fact that Hiles Anderson College
1: don't
0: no worry about any riots at all? How are you going to account for the fact that we don't have to have policemen walk in the halls in Hammond Baptist High School? How are you going to account for the fact that companies all this area would rather hire Hiles Anderson students than any other type of humanity in this area? How are you going to account for that? How are you going to account for it? How are you going to account for all of these men, hundreds of them in this room right now, who ten years ago no good to society, no good to their families, breaking up their salaries, beating their wives, destroying their children, wrecking their homes? And now they sit on the deacon board, many of them a First Baptist Church family. How are you going to account for that? How you going to count this man right here? <clears throat> Mr. Fisk. Fainter. <clears throat> Sixteen years ago, when I walked in this, the pulpit of this church, this man was in taverns at Calumet City. Right? Life was about gone.
1: Came to our church.
0: Got saved. Call to preach. Now one of the finest helpers you'll ever find anywhere in the world. Assistant pastor here for years. Count for that, critic. Count for it. Count for the next guy here. Harold Sullivan, one of our staff here owned three taverns within walking distance where I'm standing right now 15 years ago. Stumble one night, so our rescue mission had wasted his money, wasted a fortune. Been a bartender twenty years. God saved him. Has got a wife and a lovely family. Explain that. A few jokes do that. Hmm. A few funny stories do that. Huh. No, oh, sir.
1: God
0: is in this place. Amen. Yes, He is. Amen. Yes, He is. You say, I'm visiting. I don't pick like this. You know that most of the folks here didn't eat it the first time they came. I've got the taste you hate three times a week. <laughs> most of them didn't. A long time after you visitors are gone home tonight, you're going to be wondering what's really, what really they got down at that church. What brings all these people? Huh? You yes, say, I know what it is. Those funny stories. I got a thousand folks that have heard everything I've said tonight a hundred times. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you don't know when to said. just sit there. And tonight, while you've been laughing because you haven't heard it before, they've been going. <laughs> Explain
1: it. God
0: is in this place. And what a lot of you folks have been looking for and don't know it. You will find it right at this altar. At right this altar. And so I just wanted to, I was going to have an old-fashioned service tonight. I just felt like I wanted to see you in the, in the light instead of the dark. I just felt like I wanted to stand up and say, folks, the old ship's been rocking. But I talked to the captain a while ago. And he's still up there at the helm. He's got his hand on the old stick. Years ago, I think it was Mr. Moody was on a ship going over to Europe. A storm came. Everybody was scared to death. Water splashing on the ship. The old ship up to go under it seemed. Folks screaming and frantically crying for mercy and praying to God. One little boy sat there just as calm as could be. Mr. Moody saw that little boy and wondered why he wasn't afraid. For even, even the giant Moody was afraid. All the people afraid, but one little boy. Mr. Moody walked up and said, Son, why aren't you afraid? The little boy said, Mister, my daddy is the captain of this ship. And I went up to look at him. I looked at his face and his face was smiling. And we're gonna make it. Because my daddy is running this shit. I just want to tell you tonight. I talked to our daddy a while ago. And everything's gonna be all right. Amen. Yeah, we go we may we may get, get though we may get thrown for a loss a little bit. We've got three more downs yet. See? I mean, we may, get, we may get penalized for being offside. Or more like us, unless they're roughness. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Boy, I love my preaching. <coughs> but you know, we may get penalized The game's not over yet. And uh, we're going to make it. And our Father's in control. Well, why was Mr. Sillie taken? I told the college this. We needed somebody up there in heaven to talk to God full time. Look him in the face and nag him about this two and a half million dollars. Dr. Billings, lead the choir and sing and everything's all right in my Father's house. Just don't turn to it. Just stand up and sing it. Just without a piano. Just start singing. Just singing. Come on. Sing it. In my Father's house, in In my Father's
1: father's house, in in my Father's house, house, everything's alright In In my Father's house,
0: for joy, joy, joy. joy. Jesus is the way. Sing it. Jesus
1: Jesus is the way. Father's house, to my father's house, to my father's house. Jesus is the way to my father's house. the joy, joy. Come and go with me, ready? Come and go with me to my father's house, to my father's house, to my father's house. Come and
0: go with me to my Father's house, where there's joy, 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 Mr. Lee, stand up and sing just the chorus for us, could you? Everything's all right in my Father's house. Sing it. Yes. Sing it with her.
1: Everything's all right in my Father's house, for there's joy, joy, joy. God's
0: ah, still on the throne. Amen. He's Amen. still on the throne. And when the kingdoms of this world have crumbled, and Mussolini's have, have gone to the, Hitler's have gone to the place that they prepared to go, and when the Alexander the Greats are only names in history books, when Khrushchev's are simply faint memories in the minds of some who have lived longer than others, our Father will still be on the throne. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, what could cause a little lady whose husband was put in the grave yesterday stand up and sing like that other than Jesus? What could cause a church that's gone through what we've been through in the last few days to sing like we've sung tonight other than Jesus?